Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, the world's strongest man, a world champion in not one, not two, but three different sports. Mark Henry and I talk all about the week that was in pro wrestling. We have Justin Labar and also the main event, my official banning of that piece of garbage, Randy Orton. All right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Here we are in the land of pro wrestling. And I, I tell you what, man, like it's been a while since we spoke. And I just, I just want to hear what's going on in the world of our on-air personality. What's going on, man? Talk to me. The new year. Everybody's watching to see what's going to happen. You got you got fantastic Wednesday night wars going on between NXT and AEW, who unfortunately attention pulls away from them this past week, uh, given the world's, uh, given the country's news. But I think two very uh, well put together shows. Unfortunately, that the viewership didn't reflect such. Both were down. You got that going on. I mean, you got now it's it's a new year. We're we're three weeks away from Rumble, which means Road to Mania. That's always an exciting time. What's this year's mania yeah. going to look like? Are we going to actually get some assembly of fans come April? Is that is that going to be a no no? A lot of things to be excited about right now uh, in terms. Of I wouldn't wrestling. try it until mania. I agree. I agree. Uh, one, just on the timeline, but two, if you're going to have the big rebirth, truly of fans, not these few pods of fans we've seen at ringside NXT or even pockets of daily center for AEW. but if you're truly going to have a couple thousand ticket buying fans uh yeah i what better event if you can do it safely of course what better event than wrestlemania to have that pop yeah. come back alive yeah. after a year's absence you, you know, know what dave up, oh go ahead Bull. go ahead dave I'm, no i'm sorry bully. <laughs> I, oh, I, I was a bully i was a bully in my movement i just <laughs> i just stepped in <laughs> you know i just stepped in there the hell what you talking about buddy this is what old I'm talking habits, about. Old habits are hard to break. When somebody steps on me, I automatically yell bully. Um, <laughs> uh, but really quick, Mark, on what you and Justin are talking about, you know, we just got, came off of Wrestle Kingdom 15 with New Japan at the Tokyo Dome. And over the course of two nights, you know, they had over 20,000 fans. Now, obviously, with the Japanese audience, there was protocol. They followed that protocol. Um but they did kind of and, – and there was – Justin, there was a threat of a shutdown. There was talk that night number two of Wrestle Kingdom 15 might not have any fans at all. They actually had upwards of almost 15,000 fans for night number two. So, you know, we've seen the WWE follow the lead of New Japan last year with, you know, breaking down uh, WrestleMania between two nights. Maybe just maybe they might follow the same protocol when it comes to fans in attendance for WrestleMania this year. I think they're going to do whatever they 
whatever possible. And right, you're right. You know, we've seen them follow the lead uh, in, in other ways, like you mentioned. I, I, I think it's it is. I'm, I'm sure it's high on the priority list in some way. And it's not about necessarily even a profit thing of oh, we need X amount of tickets sold because it's costing us this for the for the venue or what have you. I don't even think it's a matter of that. Of course, money is always good in, in, in business, but I think it's just a matter of just getting the fans back because the fans are so such an integral part. So, uh, you know, the, obviously last year's WrestleMania just came a few weeks after the pandemic really hit this country. And, you know, there was nothing to be done in that time. I don't think Vince McMahon, starting with him, it's all starts with him. I don't think him or the rest of the company want to have two WrestleManias in a row that are subject to, again, not having that fan interaction that this feeds off of. So, yeah, whatever protocols, whatever they can do and watch what other people around the world are doing. Uh, and then, you know, again, we hope, we hope that's still, you know, what, three and a half months away. We hope that things are going to get better. We hope with vaccinations, things are going to get better, uh, that, that, they, that they can figure a way out to have uh, as many fans as possible back into the Raymond James Stadium and kind of get a do-over uh, of what was supposed to be last year. Well, I, I can tell you right now, Vince is patient. Vince is going to watch what everybody else does, see how it works, and then perfect it and work on it to make it all all work out for the best, especially for our fans' safety as well as give them the most entertainment value for their buck. As far as the world goes, guys, we're a mass still. Like, you know, we had more deaths, you know, this week than we had, then there were people that died in the, um, nine uh, eleven. Believe, yeah. Like, come on, like, stop it. Like, it's real. It's not a hoax. And also, just because there's a vaccination, does not give you free reign to go out and be dumbasses. Like, protect not if even if you don't protect yourself, like, do it for everybody else, please. Do I mean like do it for me? I'm asking. I don't ask for much favors. When you think about leaving your house, grab a mask, please. Put one in your car. Always have one in your pocket. Like get a little, the little sanitizers. You can get them for a dollar ninety nine at the corner store. Just sanitize your hands when you touch the gas pump, when you touch the doorknob, when you touch the light switch. Everything. Like come on now, let's be safe, please. I'm begging. Pretty you leave the house wallet keys phone mask That's yeah you have one in the car have one in your jacket have one in your pocket um and just be safe i mean we just want we want this nation public serve announcement we want this nation to grow that's for sure um justin i got to hear you and matt morgan on wednesday right after uh aew and nxt you guys do a phenomenal job um and when you look at AEW and NXT, and a lot of times we get caught in the numbers, though I think this week of any, you throw those numbers out the window because, you know, I think everybody, you know, was watching the news of what was going on on Wednesday. Still respectable numbers for AEW and NXT, even with everything that was going on. But like I said at the beginning of today's show, if you DVR'd it, make sure you watch it because both shows were phenomenal. When you look at NXT and Justin and and unfortunately this is kind of like a dark cloud that hangs over NXT is that all right who's leaving NXT and moving to the main roster. There's a lot of rumors about certain people that were on Wednesday's show. What have you been sensing about the possible movement of some of the wrestlers from NXT moving over to the main roster? Well, you're right. <clears throat> there were rumors uh coming off of last Friday from a week ago about 
possibly some somebody coming from NXT to SmackDown to be part of a storyline on SmackDown. Uh, Dave Meltzer, he's reporting that it was Damian Priest, that Damian Priest, that it was pitched that Damian Priest would uh, arrive to SmackDown and he would uh, come and be Kevin Owens' best friend to help even the odds in Owens' battle against Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. And it was, it's, 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 it's the way the story goes, the way the report goes at least, is that, you know, Roman, everybody kind of involved, the, the, the talents are kind of like, this, this doesn't necessarily make sense. You know, Priest is Owens' best friend. That's just kind of random. Obviously, it didn't happen. And even more so, you know, you do something like that, and that's, you know, five days ahead of Damian Priest, who's in a featured grudge match against Karrion Cross on NXT New Year's Evil, yeah, that kind of immediately sounds the alarm. Okay, well, Priest is now doing stuff on SmackDown. Well, we know he doesn't have a chance to win it against Cross. Just, just by traditional wrestling rules of when you're leaving a territory, you, you're, you're usually uh, going out uh, looking up at the lights. Obviously, that did not happen. As of now, as, as far as we know at this moment, Damian Priest is still with NXT. But certainly, when you watched NXT this past Wednesday, you know, Priest losing uh, in a very good match, by the way. I, I just yes. I, I, I tweeted it. When you watch Priest and Cross, the characters, the entrance, the, the, the looks, the in-ring work. This is a, this is, I could see that on a WrestleMania billboard in due time. Uh, great match. He does lose. Carrying uh, Cross, you know, definitively beats uh, Priest. You also see Rhea Ripley definitively uh, losing in another insane match. All the matches on NXT were just, I, I thought, uh, well done for what they needed to do. So when you see certain losses like that on big, you know, pinnacle shows, basically, you know, free pay-per-views essentially is what these kind of uh, TV specials have become on the Wednesday nights, you know, it always signals, okay, that's the end of this particular storyline. Does that mean, again, that are they leaving the territory? Are they going to Raw or SmackDown? Uh, which that then comes with a whole other host of speculation, sometimes even nerves of them leaving the NXT environment and going to a different environment uh, that is Raw and SmackDown. So, you know, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of watch on Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest to be specific about uh, where they might show up sooner than later if they leave Wednesdays. Yeah, and, and, I, and I always felt like that's unfortunate because Mark and I were talking about NXT and Bully actually chimed in on this yesterday on our show. He, you know, he believes it's the best pro wrestling show of the week. If you look throughout the week and, you know, we can debate AEW and NXT till we're blue in the face. But when you look at the pure pro wrestling inside the ring, it's hard to debate that there's anything better than NXT. And I just feel like if this was a show that didn't have competition against it, if this was a show that was on a night by itself, I think it would do the ratings of a Monday Night Raw. It's, you know, I, I really do truly believe that. And I feel the same way about AEW as well. And I just feel like they've used NXT as a defensive move against AEW. But if they really put their resources behind it, this could be a much better viewed show overall. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. You know, yeah, there, there's definitely a portion of the live audience and the live numbers for NXT that get taken away via AEW and vice versa. Uh, and especially more so in NXT because they have, uh, they have the big brother essentially of Raw and SmackDown to also promote. You know, you, you got a couple million people watching on Mondays and Fridays. They're promoting NXT and then they're running commercials and running in-house advertisements. So yeah, there is a ton of potential, and NXT is a very good product. It, it is, it's a product that feels like it's just a little bit more streamlined. It feels like a little bit more small business. Um, you know, not as many cooks in the kitchen, not as many, not as much red tape to have to go through, um, and and that's you know I. I say I try to try to choose the words carefully, not to crap on the the people that are working around SmackDown because that doesn't mean they're not working hard. It's just a different system. There's just more people and there's just more, again, more moving parts. So inevitably that's more parts to, to, to keep in place, to get it right, to get it to be the best it can be. Uh, and we're seeing some good stuff in segments on each of those shows. 
um, respectively. But yeah, as a whole, from top to bottom, start to finish, NXT is the show that it seems like it taps into the most uh, of what a lot of the audience wants uh, from everything from a, a ring work standpoint to just how they present characters and how they do vignettes and, and how they do uh, returns and surprises. You know, NXT checks a lot of boxes for a lot of people. Um, and, and you're right. So I, 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 and I don't, I don't hold out that at some point NXT might finally give into what we're talking about, Dave, that they might say, you know what we have been kind of using as defense against these new kids on the block. And again, while there might be a matter of pride and there might be some talk for a week or two of all oh, NXT loses because they moved to a different day uh, the week, I think ultimately, though, that talk would die down after a week or two. Yep. It would be old news. And once they see NXT doing positive numbers, especially if they could even you know, eclipse the one million mark on a regular basis, nobody would be talking about, oh, NXT lost. It would be, oh, look, NXT's doing uh, numbers more comparative to what Raw and SmackDown are doing. And, and, and <clears throat> excuse me, NXT also, there, there's people that, that you don't see every week because, you know, they just don't have the time or they don't, you know, factor in, you know, those people. I, I love Dexter Loomis. Uh, I love Cameron Grimes. I, I would have loved to see, you know, Shotzi Blackheart. I, I mean, like, there, there's there's big time. You know, even, man, uh, Ruff was, the, the match that Ruff and, and Johnny Gargano had last week was spectacular. I mean, it was really, really good. Like, man, let's get these people on. And I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think I look forward to watching the show because I don't know what I'm going to get, but I know it's going to be good. No, Mark, that's a great point. You're right. They, they have enough, they have enough established talent. It's not like it's just extras that they throw out there to throw them a bone. They have so many established characters that we are familiar enough with because props to NXT, Triple H and everybody that, that, that puts the show on, produces the show. They've been able to, establish these characters well enough and the talents themselves of course doing their job and they have enough storylines but yeah they only have two hours and they do give you um some some hearty fulfilled matches that take up some time so yeah you don't know what you're gonna get there's a week where it's like ah you know you might just get a quick little promo or maybe you don't get nothing maybe maybe all you get is a graphic saying tune in next week to see and hear from this person which is a great problem to have it's something yeah. that unfortunately uh you don't really talk about with money net raw because they have three hours to go and they don't have the same level of consistent establishment of character and storyline. So that's a, I mean, it's a great point you bring up to tune in and yeah, you might be risking, Oh, shucks. I wanted to see this person. But at the end of the day, you're like, that's kind of good because the, 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 the buffet is so good and I can only fit so much week. on my plate. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. I, I'm, I, I guess I won't complain. I, I'll stop complaining. <laughs> Cause did I Justin, turned into a fan. Did Justin just say, Oh, shucks. Oh shucks! <laughs> oh shucks! It's 1950 again. <laughs> Dang, gum it! <laughs> uh, oh, Justin, with the talk of NXT, you got to get it to AEW, and you know, great main event match. But everyone's talking about the ending of AEW with the Young Bucks and and Kenny Omega and Gallows and Anderson doing the two sweet in the middle of the ring, and there has been a lot of fire spewing. You know, when it comes to the Bullet Club in New Japan. So, Justin, is this just a, a way to create a buzz for AEW? Are they going to have their own version of the Bullet Club? Could this be something where we start to see that relationship with New Japan and AEW? I mean, what do you think is going to happen here after what we saw on Wednesday night? 
Well, it was a captivating ending by AEW. Uh, the NXT main event, the title match was, was great, but it, the match was over, and that's what it was. I do think AEW ended better in terms of the, you know, oh, wow, because it brings about all the questions that you just presented. Um, obviously, I believe New Japan actually owns the, the, the name, the, 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 the Bullet Club name. I don't think AEW, I don't think the commentators at once even uttered that phrase on air. So, I, you know, I don't think they can use that. Um, then again, you always wonder who's Tony Khan working with. You know, we see he's working with Impact to an extent. Is there going to be a New Japan relationship working? Uh, would he be able to get that name on loan? So it's a lot of things we don't know. You know, it seems like they, they referenced, it seems like they might be referencing whatever this is going to be at the moment with the Bucks and Gallows and Anderson and Kenny, they might just be going forward with the elite. You know, that is something that the Bucks and company own. They own, you know, that was like kind of like mm-hmm. the, the Wolfpack breakoff division of the Bullet Club initially. So, you know, they own elite. So perhaps that's what they go with. Uh, how far down the road we go with this, as anybody's guess, because it seems like they're playing this pretty close to the vest. Uh, you know, again, we know there's some interaction with Impact, obviously with Don Callis there, and then we've seen the paid, uh, we've seen the, the paid advertisements with Khan <laughs> and Shafani taking shots at Impact uh, on their programming. So there's something there. Um, it's hard to say I would, I would hope that all, you know, it's funny in wrestling, you, you, you try to work together, you know, back in the day, all you know, territories would work together and such, but anymore, uh, in the last 30 years, you know, it's the same reason why I, I find it hard for wrestling to have a union. Uh, everybody's always, they'll, they'll, they'll say to each other's face, let's work together. But then as soon as somebody leaves the room, they're looking over the shoulder, they're picking up the phone, trying to get the better deal for themselves. If everybody can work together and find a way that everybody benefits, if everybody can truly find what's in it for me and have an answer to that, then based upon the buzz coming out of Wednesday of the potential of not, of, Oh my God, now the bucks are aligned with these guys. And think of the, you know, think of the the the, the matches and the and the and the situations we can create here of a best of team here and a and a crossover here. I would try to get all parties to agree and find a way to move forward on a longer term basis because you know I've already heard people talking about wow, what if we had a New Japan uh, AEW Impact like mega show? You know, at some point here in twenty twenty one, if you can get everybody working together and you have people crossing. Well, Justin, at I mean, some go- point, Moxley's got to defend that IWGP US Championship. Right. So, yeah, that's what I mean. There's so many there's so many different crossovers here that it just seems like uh, it seems like it would be just a layup to to find it. It's fine business wise how it could work and have everybody work together and do something. So this lends it to believe that we could be hitting on that road. It just we have no no assurance of timeline or when or what. But um, it's exciting. There's no there's no insurances in pro wrestling. There's no guarantees. So, you know, like, you just got to take it as it comes. And, and then of course, the stuff is never going to, like, you know, really <clears throat> work out in the end for people getting together because it's just a bunch of little corny, corny bastards that, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to cut, undercut to get the best deal and everybody plays against each other. So um, – until that day comes where everything is on the table and everybody's sitting there looking each other in the face and going, okay, it's even. Everybody gets the same amount. Everybody gets insurance. Everybody gets this, and this is what it is. Cool? All right. All right. Everybody shake hands, sign the paper. Until that day comes, it's not going to work. Nobody's going to sign. They're not going to. Nobody's going to agree. Now, Mark, you bring up a good point because there is talk of New Japan signing a U.S. TV deal. 
So if they want to get that type of exposure, what Mark is saying is 100% right. They're going to have to kind of form that relationship. Guys, you know, we've talked a lot about on Busted Open today, Goldberg's return, AEW, and NXT, you know, the AEW moment at the end of the show, the, the three amazing matches from NXT, but we're missing the biggest moment of all from this past week. And that was the splash from Snoop Dogg. On AEW Wednesday night. I mean, Justin. What, Mark? Dave. What, Mark? I was trying to forget it. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to forget it. I mean, listen. Snoop is in my regular rotation Uh as a rapper. As an icon in the music world. You know, you get to see him on every other commercial. But that was the shittiest flash <laughs> I ever saw in my life. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we're we going to have to get Snoop in, in the training center, and we're going to have to work on a few things. If, he gonna, if he's going to be a prominent role, play a prominent role, and not just do an ad for a Go Big Show, uh, we got to get Snoop some work. Yeah, he's a he's an icon in music, but uh, in the ring, uh, off the top rope, Jimmy Snuka, he ain't. Uh, like, no, I mean, I no, know that he he's not. I know that he's a lengthy, like six foot six guy, and once you get up on the top rope for the first time, that that's a different kind of feeling, different kind of balance. But come on, somebody should have done a run through with him. <laughs> Let him go up there a few times before, and, and if they did a run through, they should have done a couple more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because he didn't he didn't do a splash. What he did is he jumped off the rope, fell on landed his feet, on his and feet. then just fell down. <laughs> <laughs> He jumped to his feet and then pursued and then proceeded to do downward dog. Yeah, <laughs> sticking up in the air. I mean, yeah. you know, he's smiling. He's happy to be there. Great for him. And, and 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 having Snoop Dogg jumping off your top rope is good for business and good for your uh, brand awareness. But let's at least have that splash be a little bit more of a splash and not so much of a of a of a hopscotch. I thought it was. I thought the best part of it was Jericho at commentary. Um, <laughs> Saying he doesn't have a wrestling license, <laughs> and I, I was—I mean, it was just so much stuff. Like he looks like a string bean, and yada yada yada. It was so good. Jericho's so good on commentary, though. Well, but I, when you, yeah, I, lo- I loved—I love Jericho saying he's sc- repeating and screaming. I hate that guy. I hate that guy to Snoop. And then Snoop comes dancing and strolling <laughs> and to the commentary him. desk, and, Jer- and Jericho's all all buddies until he walks away again. <laughs> I still hate that guy. <laughs> I also like when earlier in the night, he's like, I forget who it was, but he's like, he's on top of the second rope on top of the second rope. Anyway. So um, when you look at Snoop Dogg, though, Justin, seriously, like he did something that is pretty unbelievable. You can't say seriously as Snoop Dogg in the same sentence. <laughs> Not, Not after, after that splash. Stop it. Nope. But but he but you know he's he he's he does Sasha Banks entrance and then he did the entrance for Cody. So think yeah. about that. Like I don't I, that's got to be history in the making as far as like two different shows, two different organization and he's doing the theme for two different wrestlers on two different shows. I think that's actually pretty cool. I do too. That is. What do you what do you think Justin about that? Well, I mean, it's very cool from the historical perspective that Dave just listed. I mean, I can't help but say, and Mark, you would know best because, you know, you having worked uh, at WWE, you know, part of me did kind of go, like, I wonder, are they going to, like, he's a, he's a high-powered celebrity who's been a long-time member of the universe, a big fan, big big celebrity endorser uh, of WWE and been on the programming. But, but I couldn't help but think to myself, is there going to be, like, some ruffled feathers when it gets back to 
the office of WB that snoops over here doing music for Cody and on the, on the, on the competition. I, you know, and, and you know, I, I don't know. I, you would have been able to answer that best, but it did, it did cross my mind for sure. It all is only going to be a problem if you signed something saying that, you know, it was, you're going to be exclusive to WWE. And if not, then they're not going to worry about it. Yeah, because all I could think about was, you know, granted, these aren't as high profile, at least not in my ranking. All I could think about was, you know, Jay and Silent Bob in the crowd at the at the first Dynamite ever, and then they get pulled from the, according That's to them, true. at least get pulled from the SmackDown red carpet three days later or two days later. Again, again, in my mind, Jay and Silent Bob are not up to where Snoop Dogg is. But that's all I could think about was like, oh, are they gonna are they gonna pull Snoop Dogg's, uh, you know, uh, access pass to WWE now for 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 doing this? Well, I think right now they're probably training Cardi B on how to jump <laughs> off the top rope right now for WrestleMania. So. Yeah, because that would be that would be something else. She can do a splash on me anytime. Uh, Justin, hey, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Let her hit her with your finish. Her finish. <laughs> what would 84. be that finish, Justin? <laughs> the snatch and grab. Uh, anyway, I'll tell you about um, it off air. Okay. Well, anyway, um, Justin, thank you so much. As a happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year. Good to hear and see both of your hear voices, see faces. Happy to be back with Busted Open. It's been a couple of weeks. These holidays got us all all no, separated from each other. This is the this is the first time that Mark and I have done a show together since the end of November. So it's good to have you back. It's been great. And Justin, happy New Year, my friend. And uh, we can't wait to talk to you next week. We'll look forward to it. Thanks, guys. Hey, everyone. This is Nicole Auerbach, and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora and Apple podcasts. When you look back at those matches, I think the one that kind of stands out above all the other, at least for me, was uh, Rhea Ripley and Gonzalez on Wednesday. Listen, man, I heard your commentary, you and Bully, when y'all talked about that match, and, and you said, Bully asked you, what was the holy shit moment? And you said, the whole match was that there was not one. And I have to tell you, you're wrong. There was a holy shit moment in that match. And yes, the match was good. Yes, the finish was good. It had a big fight feel at the beginning of that match. But there was a point where they went outside and handcuffs were brought out and Gonzalez was going to handcuff Rhea Ripley to the cage and and just beat her unmercifully. Well, the tie got turned, and Gonzalez got handcuffed to the cage. And what happened? In, 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 in typical bully form, what happened, Dave? <laughs> what happened, Mark? I'll stop here. She pulled a section of the cage away. Yep. 
unbelievable. I've never seen that before. It made I was jealous. I was jealous. I was like, damn, that was live. You talk about a holy shit, man. Now, if 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 that we're in COVID world, we're in COVID hell. Yeah. If that if there was fifteen thousand people in that building, holy shit, holy shit. It was it was it was a moment, and there were so many that I just I I, I lose track. Splashing through the table, giving the DX sign, suck it, bang. I mean, it it was man, like they really did that. Like that show was amazing. I mean, I, I just sit back and I think that. You remember when Raw and SmackDown used to be like Wednesday night every week? Yeah. There was a time when it was like that. And and Mark, you make a great point. And like and I and I know and you've called me out on this as well, not just you, but the nation too. That sometimes I'm overcritical of Monday Night Raw. But what you just said is so true. And I was actually having this conversation with Mike, our video guy. Like, there was a time when this past Wednesday show for NXT, that was Monday Night Raw every Monday night. Like, yeah. you know, like, you would be with your friends, at, whether it was at school or at work, and, like, you were talking about what you saw on Monday Night Raw the night before. And it wasn't this, you know, analyzing and being critical and all. It was like trying to break you- stuff down. Yeah, it was like, did you see Raw? Like, did you see what Stone Cold? Did you see what Rock did? You see what Mark Henry, like, you know, it was like. You know what, Dave? I'm going to put it in perspective. Like, you know, sometimes you got to put things in layman's terms for uh, people. Um, You're dating dating a a person that you've never dated before. You, You met them on the train. You met them. At the Circle K, you met him at a grocery store, church or something, and you're like, hey, let's hang out sometime. And you hang out with them, and they are dynamite, as Jimmy Walker would say back in the good times days. And you do that for like three months, like hanging out with that person, and it starts to get serious. Like you start talking about family and kids and it's, I mean, it's lightning in a bottle. And then all of a sudden it's not. That's what raw has become. Now this Monday, I'm not saying it just because I was on it. I thought raw was good. I thought it was entertaining. I thought Randy Orton is as big of an asshole as he was to me, I thought Randy Orton pulled a tri like a there. Were, well, I guess it's not a trifecta. He pulled a quad. There were four segments, including the match, that I thought was ballpark. He hit him out of the park. I didn't include mine in there. Yeah, you know, I put I put big shows in there. You know, I thought it was great. He car- he carried the show. The show should have been about him. It should have been more about the emphasis should have been on the legends. The the emphasis should have been on 
Randy going, well, since y'all feeling so salty, then, you know, I'm going to the ring. If any one of you comes out, I'm going to bury you. Okay. How about Booker T goes out? How about uh, Tatanka goes out? How about, you know, Big Show goes out? Now, uh, I think you might have bit off more than you could chew because there's multiple guys. And whether it's a, a tag, whether it's a um, gauntlet match or whatever, like you can, you could make the show steer towards the thing. And I'm not saying that Drew McIntyre, Keith Lee was the main event. I mean, it was hell of a match. Um, there's some critiques and stuff, but that's, you know, that's nit- nitpicking. It was good. The return of Goldberg. I always say returns and title changes make a show for me because those are things you just don't expect it to happen. Not to mention there was good wrestling and good entertainment on the show. So, but we, we want a commonplace is what you're saying. You want, you don't want raw to be one good raw out of four. You want all the raws to be great. And you know what? I see what you're saying, but I just don't harp on it like that. You know, I, I think that, for the show, we don't need this show to be a um, always a critique show. We just need to report the news and say what we like, say what we didn't like. And if it just so happens that you didn't like it, then shit, let it be known. Yeah, and 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 the thing about it, like, and I'm not even comparing. In that moment, I did. I compared Raw from like you know a decade or decades ago. I'm comparing Raw to NXT and SmackDown. Like, I'm not even comparing it to another organization like AEW. I'm just comparing it to other shows that the WWE offers. You know, you just mentioned NXT. From start to finish, on fire. There wasn't a lull in that show. There wasn't a... The Zia Lee segment where it's like she's going up against enhancement. Awesome. Awesome. It caught your your eye. You see a different personality, a different character from her, and it's got you hooked. You watch She's SmackDown, that too. Roman Reigns. Oh, poof. Don't even, don't Good even Lord. get me started. She is, whoa. And and she was like all oiled up. Anyway, then hey, you fake. go to Friday. I mean, you go to Friday <laughs> on SmackDown, and it's the same thing. But when it comes to Raw, you just quoted Jimmy Walker. I'll I'll quote the great Florida Evans. Damn, damn, damn. Sometimes <laughs> when I'm watching Monday Night Raw. Hey everyone, this is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences, past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the Sirius XM app and Apple Podcasts. What we got was a great match between Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre. Let's not forget how good that match was. Really good. But then, but then out comes Goldberg and... I'm sorry, and maybe you have a different take than me, Mark. Complete disconnect for me with Goldberg. Because Goldberg calls out Drew McIntyre and says, I know what you're thinking. You know, you could say one thing, but you're 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 thinking this in your head that 
these people, these legends behind me on this entrance ramp, you know, they're washed up. You know, you're better than they are, you know, right now in your prime. Like, I'm I'm sorry, but that's a disconnect for me. First of all, we saw Drew McIntyre defend the legends before going up against Randy Orton. Second of all, it wasn't Drew McIntyre that was walking those hallways in that arena on Monday. It was Randy Orton. Right. So um, I, it's it to me it's a disconnect with what Goldberg said to Drew McIntyre at the end of that show. Yeah, it, it was a little bit uh, confusing, but the whole point was to get Goldberg in the ring with the guy with the title. Goldberg has held the title many, many times. Uh, people care; they want to see what happens. Uh, he still looks like a million bucks. Jeez. Good genetics, man. Like the dude trains and works really, really hard. Uh, I, I was, I'm excited for the match, but like you said, you know, we're talking about a show that, um, it would have fit more if it had been him saying that to Randy Orton and yeah, I think that you're right. But I'm not booking the show. Yeah. Um, it would have been cool to see, like I was saying earlier, some of the legends come out and say, well, we're here. Let's let's go. You think you can take us? And Randy's laughing. Yeah, for the kick of all y'all ass. And then the Goldberg comes, then Goldberg comes down. And he said, I want you to try that on me. But not right now. Let's do that at the Royal Rumble. And then he, Randy Orton get ping-ponged by all of the, the legends. Uh, me with my little wheelie, I'll like run over him. <laughs> and then, you know, you get, you know, everybody's happy. You send people home happy. <laughs> you know what it is for me, though, Mark, is like, I'm I'm a big fan of Drew McIntyre, and Drew McIntyre is the man right now. He holds that. And he's never come title. across as arrogant and no. disrespectful. He's been very complimentary when it comes to how he refers uh, to the guys that have paved the way for him to be champion, and to have the mainstream appeal that he earned. He's never come across as you know, that guy. So I don't know where that came from, but you know what? I see what, what you're saying as a fan and as um, somebody that watches the show very regular. Uh, it, it came across as a little confusing. But nonetheless, we got a hell of a match, and then we got a return, and now we got another match made. So I, I, was, I, was, pretty, I was happy with the, you know, with the outcome of the show. It's just that there was a couple of points in there that could have been retooled. I would have liked it better because to me, the focus should be on Drew McIntyre because he's the guy, he's your man, he's, he's your champ. main eventer, he's your champ. So I would have liked it a little bit more for me, Mark. And again, you could disagree and the nation might disagree as well, but I, I would have liked it better if, if Goldberg would have came out and said, you know what, Drew, you've done everything here on this show. You've done everything that you could accomplish in the WWE. They knocked you down. You were fired. You reinvented yourself. You came back. You climbed up that ladder of success. 
and you won that WWE championship. But there's one thing that you have not done since you've come back to the WWE, and that's beat a legend. You see all these legends behind me. You have not. To get to that next level here in this company, to become somebody that deserves that championship and is regarded as a true legend, you need to beat a legend. And I'm going to give you that opportunity against me at the Royal Rumble. To me, that's like, all right, you, you, you look at Goldberg like you should as a Hall of Famer and a legend, but also this is a great way to put the shine on Drew McIntyre saying, man, if Drew McIntyre can beat Goldberg at the Rumble, now he's a made man. He's now the guy. He has done everything. To me, let's prop up Drew McIntyre right. as high as you can, then like make accusations at Drew McIntyre, kind of bullying Drew McIntyre into a match. To me, because the, the, the end game, because we talk about building superstars and building mainstream superstars, this is how you do it. I would love to have Drew McIntyre get that opportunity against Goldberg. That was very well laid out. Uh, I, I would have loved that a lot better. Um Unfortunately for you and I, we're not calling the shots. <laughs> That's Damn true. It. That's true. But I, but I tell you what, Dave, hell of a hell of a promo you just got. They the quote the the immortal Pat Patterson. They would have been hanging from the rafter. <laughs> it would have been beautiful. Bang bang. Finish. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. All I right, miss Pat. I, I think yeah. about it. I thought about Pat yesterday, man. Like, just you know, you you watch shows, and I see things that they exist because Pat is the one that kind of thought of them, and he's the one that suggested those things. And he just he's still giving back to the business, man. He's not here anymore, but his uh. His philosophies are, they'll never leave. Hey everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Watching Monday Night Raw this past Monday in the segment that you were on, we'll get into that segment because Bully and I both praised you from Raw. But want to call out the man that you did that segment with, and that's Randy Orton. Oh, God. After watching that segment and that show, and I, I expressed my feelings on social media, but let me do it here on Busted Open. After watching Raw this past Monday night, I am going to call out Randy Orton. Randy Orton is a piece of human filth. And he is banned from Busted Open. We will okay. never have that son of a bitch ever on this show again. I don't care if this show goes another 15, 20, 25, 30 years. When I'm dead and buried and somebody else is hosting this show, that piece of human filth will never be on this show. As long as I'm alive, 
That man will never be on this show. Sir, I don't care how good you are, how many victories you have, how many WrestleManias you've been a part of. You are a useless piece of shit and will never be a part of this show ever again. Ever! Ever! What? Worthless piece of gar worthless piece of human garbage is Randy Orton. You are oh. a good man, sir. Mark Henry, yeah. you do things for people. It's unbelievable how you share your time, your celebrity. You help people. And that son of a bitch, that no good piece of garbage, talk that way to you on Raw. Yeah. You're done. You're done. You're nothing. Never. And I mean this. Gabby, Ed, never want Randy Orton on this show. You're take, banned. Take a note, Ed. You're not right. You're banned. Banned. Ed's writing. Yep, I see him. He's writing it down. You tweet that out. Every, every fucking person that can hear my voice. I want you to tweet at Randy Orton, that no good piece of garbage, and you tell him he is banned from Busted Open. Banned! Dave, Mark, I just want to say, yeah. so let it be written, so let it be done. Randy wow. is banned. Band and you know what? Man. If I ever cross paths with that man, uh -oh. good, would be, good would be on my side. Good triumphs evil, Mark. You know that. You've seen all these movies. That's true. Yeah, I, I've seen it. Right as, dude, right Dave, as rain. You did see. I'm right as rain. You did see, though, that sometimes you have to have you have to have good judgment. And I made a good business decision on Monday. Um, I know who Randy is. I know what he's capable of. And it wasn't that. I was afraid because I could bite and poke an eye out with the best of them. If I touch Randy again, I want it to be like it was where he takes a world strongest slam and they go one, two, three. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.